and welcome to South Road Boys. Hello, Mr. Barnes. Hello, Mr. Mather. How are you, mate? Good, really good, mate. On this lovely public holiday? It is a Monday public holiday, mm. which obviously when they listen to this will have been last week. So. Last week's public holiday. Timey-wimey stuff. Yeah, time, <laughs> fucking timey-wimey gets us every time. So happy late Australia Day. Australia Day. Australia Day. Did, I mean, look, okay, we, we won't go. <laughs> We're not going to go there, are we? We won't, but I just, did you see there was a, um, a module, um, who, when the news reported it, didn't report her as a model, reported as an adult entertainer. Oh, really? Yes. So I don't know what she actually does. Probably she could be a stripper. But that's probably what I'm thinking. Essentially, Brad Pitt would be an adult entertainer. Yeah, but he could also entertain kids. True. So maybe she only makes M15 plus movies. Maybe. Or she just tells dirty jokes. Possibly. She's a stand-up comedian. Um, or a lay-down stripper. Or, <laughs> or, or a stripper. Um, has been slammed on social media. <laughs> yes, sorry. On great, social media. Great use of words. Yeah. Uh, for being slightly disrespectful by doing beer shots through a didgeridoo and going, happy Australia Day. Really? Yes. So for those people who don't know, most Aboriginal people find that the musical instrument the didgeridoo is is generally reserved for men. Women don't generally play it in that culture. Oh, I didn't know it was yeah. a sexist instrument. It's not a sexist instrument. It's just that's generally my understanding of okay, being so, a white middle-aged so non-Aboriginal um, person. A female Aboriginal? Yes. Um, Aboriginal, Aborigine, what is the best term these days? Native Australian. Yeah, Native Australian sounds better. Um, wouldn't normally pick up the instrument and play it, but could if they wished. Don't know. Don't know. I don't know anyone I could ask either. Okay. But from my understanding, from when I first learned to play the didgeridoo some 25 years ago, uh, that was what was told to me. Okay. And so now I treat That's that right, as you did play it too. Well, yes. maybe it's a case of to the men they say, look, here's a didgeridoo. To the women they say, there's a didgeridoo. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to play triangle and he said, well, a didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. So apparently that, on top of doing a beer shot through the didgeridoo on Australia Day. A little bit disrespectful. Yeah. And then saying happy Australia Day has not put her in the best light. Yes, too. Look. The old digi, mm. there'd be a little bit of drool and stuff, I assume, in the digi when you play it. It does get a bit of build-up. Yeah, so that's not something I'd probably like to shot beer through. And for most people that probably don't know, that the way the didgeridoo is made is actually um, termites go through, or different ants actually hollow the log I out. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you have the manufactured version, which is they drill it through, obviously. Yep. Um, made and in China. Made in China. <laughs> well, no, the China ones, they use bamboo. Okay. Because that's actually... Bamboo-boo-doo. A bamboo-boo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your... Um, Pandas. Ch- Ch- Chinese Aboriginals. Panda-doo. <laughs> the panda-doo. Panda-doo, panda-doo. Panda, well, panda definitely don't. We've already said that. Pandas yeah, exactly. like, fuck, God fuck. damn it. Um, yeah, so they, pandas. <laughs> so the ones that you buy in the uh, Australia shop for tourists, most of those are manufactured. The one I've got was um, by an Aboriginal artist called Duk Duk, um, and that was traditionally made. Um, and and the whole story, it's actually interesting, the whole story about how didgeridoo came about mm-hmm. was that, um, and this is what I, a story I was told by an, an Aboriginal guy. And so they should have definitely got it right. Or I should have remembered it better. <sighs> Either or. So it goes back to a Dreamtime story, and now look, it's not my story, it's how it was told to me, that um, a guy was sitting beside a campfire, saw a log on fire at one end, saw some ants coming out and didn't think that they should burn. And so picked up the log just to blow the ants out and then you got the sound. That's the very abbreviated... It's a very simple story. It's the very abbreviated yeah. version. I feel like the actual Dreamtime story would be a lot longer and yes. a lot more complex and possibly, you know what, more interesting than yeah, that. <laughs> probably hold a lot more cultural significance than my remembering of something. It was a funny, speaking of Australia Day, I saw a post, because obviously there's a lot of people that don't agree with Australia Day being on the date we've got it, which is the 26th yes, of the, January. the anniversary of James Cook landing in Botany Bay. Yeah. Um, look, me personally... I don't really care what day it's on. I think Man celebrate our country on whatever day it is. Yes. Who cares? But I did see a wonderful 
poster banner mm. uh, with the group that Rob sit on a little bit of protesty stuff. Yes, and it was not happy Jan twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought oh, that was that's brilliant. gold. Yeah. So for those who um don't remember that or maybe a little bit younger, aren't in Australia, mm. uh, the not happy Jan advert was a Yellow Pages ad for a while. Yes, commercial. That. Yes, yes, yeah, and which basically the business had just missed the the uh, the, the timing of the deadline. To get in the yellow pages, and once he went in the yellow pages, at that stage was a book. Yes, only printed once, and Jan didn't do it on time, so it was boss. not happy. Jan, mm. so everyone named Jan around Australia, Fuck. even to this day, twenty years on, would still get not happy. Jan, and even if you're not happy, like I still occasionally rip out the NHJ, <laughs> not happy Jan. Yep. So for all the Jans out there that are listening. You're not happy, are you? No. <laughs> and for all those roadies who are sub-30, a phone book <laughs> is the way that, that people in the olden days used to find out somebody's number. That was before we had the Google. Yeah. And by olden days, we mean, what, 10 years ago? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the book is still there. Not but the good book, the yellow it. book. The yellow <laughs> book. But I remember it's probably been 12 years since they delivered it to our house. You could be right. Because you used to get the yellow pages and the white pages. Mm. And that was such a colossal waste. True. And it got offensive too because uh, there was a bit of a colour issue. So it was a bit racist. <laughs> a bit racy. So you can't have yellow pages and white pages. Mm. You know, you can have uh, culturally indigenous pale pages. Well, so the thing is, and then well, maybe others. <laughs> well, when I was. When I was in Melbourne, we used to get two books. We used to get the white pages and the yellow pages. Mm. But in regional towns, such as the one we're in right now, they generally printed the yellow pages one way, flip it over, flip and white, white pages. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think the last time I saw a yellow page, someone was using it to prop a shelf up. Yeah. Well, these, these days, you just use your phone. Yeah, exactly. That's all there. There you go. <laughs> the history. The, the history of the yellow pages. Fuck, that's what the roadies really wanted, oh, isn't it? They love that. That's Don't nearly they? up there. Yes. It was about probably 30 episodes ago when we discussed chess. <laughs> <laughs> chess. So entertaining. I, I understand why people listen. Can you? Really? No, no, no. not really. Not when we talk about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of today, public holiday fun fact. <laughs> okay, give me a fun fact. Data Privacy Day. Oh. So... If you are concerned about your data privacy, use DuckDuckGo, which is apparently a website that doesn't track your search engine history, um, or fucking just <laughs> just be aware, people, that identity theft is one of the biggest growing white-collar crimes in the country, and your data is people's money. The easiest way to work out whether an email that comes to you from a valid yes. source... yes is not a valid source, mm. is to see whether it talks to you by name. If yes. it just says, dear pa- PayPal user, mm-hmm. or dear Commonwealth Bank user, whatever else, mm-hmm. it's fake people. Or just if there's a threat it. in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, most people from PayPal and the banks won't really threaten you to do something by a certain time or... Not on the first email. <laughs> not on the first... You will do this or you will kick yeah. your dog, you bastard guy. Yeah. I mean, initially it comes through from PayPal. If it gets up to fucking PayPal. Yeah, fucking PayPal. <laughs> we told you once, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, then you know, eh, it's not good. Yeah, and other people will just cut off your services. Mm. Oh, my bank card doesn't work. wonder why. Oh, fuck, I've got, I owe them some money. Yes. Mm. So don't Dickhead. do that. <laughs> Dickhead. What have you got going on? Uh, mate, I've just, I've seen some actually pretty awesome things this week. Mm-hmm. I'll bring up a few. Firstly, this is a, an interesting one, and this is a it's a tough one for me to talk about, actually. This is a really, really tough, difficult subject, Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to talk about Gillian Anderson for a moment. <laughs> right? <laughs> going to talk about Gillian Anderson for a while. Mm. Not someone that I bring up very regularly. No, and you're not a fan. I didn't have an very in that sentence. Could have just said, not someone I bring up regularly. Very <laughs> is one of those words that's actually wasted in most sentences. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite wasted. It's redundant. Yeah, it is. It's a redundant word. So tell me about G. Anderson. What's she done She's now? got a new role coming up. And I think it's great yes. that she gets new roles because it means that I get to see my wife in another life Yes, on the big or the small screen. Just working. Regularly. Just yes. working, doing a thing. Shaking what a mama gave her. Yep, exactly. And her mama gave her some damn fine merchandise. <laughs> Um, but GA is going to be on the new series of The Crown. 
Now, I did watch a bit of The Crown, and I must admit it didn't excite me, but I understand that it is a very well-produced and visually amazing and well-acted show. So, just... Is that after you had your testicles removed, or is that... Wow. <laughs> why are you watching The Crown? I'm not watching The Crown. I said oh, I watched... Fucking, why did you watch the first episode? It was a new show that came out. The reviews were amazing. I yes. thought, okay, I should check it out. Mm. I watched the first episode and a half, I think. Plus, also, Matt Smith was on that. Ex-Doctor uh, Who. Sure. Gave me another reason. He's English, but, yeah. you know, so he's always going to be in The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> Every Doctor Who's in The Crown. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Even Tom Baker. Tom Baker's in The Crown, yeah, everyone. <laughs> Um, even uh, John Pertwee, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, but he's in the ground where it was actually filmed. Well, he's he. There's actually old footage of him making the crown. Oh well, there you go. That's amazing. Um, so she's going to be in the crown. Yes, this may be the first time where I do not find Gillian Anderson, my wife from another life, the woman yes. who I have moments with. Oh, I need to leave. Um, attractive. <laughs> what? She's going to be playing Margaret Thatcher. Oh, the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Well, no, but hang on. Okay, look, I have now got a picture in my head of Maggie Thatcher, and granted, it's not one that gets me aroused. She's a harsh-looking woman. The years have not been kind. She's a grandmother you don't want. No, but mm. she fucking ruled with the Iron Fist. I mean, she ruled a country oh, for quite some time. Don't get me wrong, time. from a point of view of power, you would not have fucked with Margaret Thatcher. Maybe <laughs> maybe GA might turn you around on the day. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'll tell you what, if I start watching Margaret Thatcher themed porn. Yes. <laughs> that's a very please, niche. Please very, very niche subset. It might not be now. After she has this role, but look, I just think this is going to be the first time when I look and think, I don't really lust you at the moment. And that's a big moment for me, Joe. But maybe. Oh. So the problem is we. I don't know about you, but when I think Maggie Thatcher, I think an older version. I think a, a woman in her advanced years. True. You say that's not a position where you want um catch her in the raw. You don't catch her in the raw. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's not going to work well either. So, and Gillian's what, in her 50s? Gillian is actually 50. She is a fantastically sexy, archibald 50. <laughs> <laughs> I like her a lot. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> It's awkward that I can tell, but I can tell. <laughs> now that we're doing this in person. You know, so it just bit. did get a little bit awkward. Um, well, and you've blushed a little bit. That's uh, <laughs> what she does to me. Um, okay, so she'll be playing a younger version of Maggie. Well, you would think so. She's not going to be way up there. But I'm assuming she's going to be playing her as a Prime Minister. She mm. was Prime Minister in 79. And she wasn't. I mean, has Margaret Thatcher ever been young? I think she was actually born a middle-aged woman, wasn't she? Probably. I know that she's I, I, uh, not a big fan. Uh, Billy Bragg is not a big fan of hers. Okay. <laughs> yes. Billy Bragg is a, a British musician. Most certainly is. Probably the best, I think, analogy between Billy Bragg and an Australian would maybe even be Paul Kelly. Okay. Or Peter Garrett, you know, that was very much fighting the man – you know, and raging against the oppressor. Yeah, like the unions and, yep. and all that kind of... In 1849 and Diggers Hill. <laughs> um, I actually... Yeah, my, my first gig, when I was in year 11 or 12, I studied sound and lighting and was mm -hmm. really shit at it. But I got a job with the guy who was the teacher, Chris, big shout out to you, um, who Lynchy. said, look, Lynchy, we need roadies. Do you want to come and do it? <laughs> Roadies. Roadies. Nice. No, so I was a roadie. We love roadies. We love roadies. So my first gig was in the Doghouse Hotel in Hobart, and it is as illustrious as it sounds. <laughs> um, and the first gig was uh, Ed Cooper, who used to play for the Saints. Okay. And if you're old enough, you'll remember that. And then the next night, he was support act for Billy Bragg. And that was, what was it, 1993? And so I've been a Billy Bragg fan since then. But he can get quite angry, especially against Maggie Thatcher. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how GA turns it around or whether or not she just goes, this is what I'm playing, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, maybe um, maybe she'll just play it like a, a piece of rock mm -hmm. that Margaret Thatcher's face was. Mm, wow. She was a chiseled piece of woman. That's that's pretty harsh. She you, was a harsh-looking woman. You're just looking at photos of an alien. No, no, I'm actually not. Oh. I, just, I remember her. She <laughs> yes. was a... Um, yeah, you would not screw around with that woman. No, she was one. She was back in that era where 
a leader was a leader. Mm. They weren't just someone that got elected and stood up in front and said, oh, we'll do this. And she was probably, I mean, this is historically probably very inaccurate. <laughs> Come to think of it. Um, probably one of the most or one of the first publicly elected, because obviously we've had monarchs and they're not publicly elected, no. publicly elected leader of a major nation and she took – she had – I don't know, how long was she PM for? What? Oh, about 10 years or something. That's like. fucking phenomenal. Like I in think, and once again, I look, I haven't checked any information on that. We have done that. zero research on Margaret All our research Thatcher. was Gillian Anderson. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I read Gillian and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should have a, a weekly segment. GA News. What's Gillian up to this week? Oh, she's just put in a restraining order against T-Barnes of Tasmania. Uh, <laughs> any more in Gillian news? Uh, this week, that is all the Gillian news I've got. Um, but for those who haven't watched it yet, watch um, Sex Education. Oh, do you? Netflix, a great show. I've smashed the whole series out, and it's just a great show. Troy did recommend it to me, and it really is so very funny. And there are moments where it's actually it's like really touching. Yeah, it's really some meaningful. great writing. It for those who want to know, it's based around the life of. A couple of kids who are in 16, 17. I assume so. Going to school and the lead guy, his mum is Gillian Anderson. She happens to be a sex therapist um, and he has to deal with having a mum as a sex therapist. Who's very open. <laughs> who's very open as he starts to go through puberty yeah. and wanting to get laid. Exactly. You know, I mean, imagine your mother just saying to you, without any kind of weird tone in the voice, mm. have you started masturbating yet? Yes. <laughs> how's like, it going? How's that working out for you? Do you want you? some help or some tips with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine going- the reply you give. <laughs> you're going to a party? Well, do you want condoms? <laughs> and if you do drugs, just make sure you stay with each other. Like yeah. none of this judgment. No, there's none of don't do that. Or, you know, my son will be to that. Mine, all, if you do. I remember my teenage years, because my mum's a nurse, and I remember my teenage years were whenever I left the house from probably 14 onwards, keep it in your pants. Like that was... I love you. Keep it in your pants. And I yep. came home one day and there were prophylactics in my bedside table. Did you keep them in your pants? No. no. <laughs> and it was, for a teenage boy, that's mortifying to know that your mother's thinking about your sex life because she just shouldn't. But she was quite concerned because she had a, she was doing her midwifery and there yep. was a girl who has now gone on to be a nurse and is in charge of uh, a couple of other things um, who found herself in the family way. At age fourteen or fifteen, that's young. Yes, yeah, and, and that's that happens. So my mum brought her to our home around to have the chat about you know what steps you're going to do and what's it like raising yep. a baby and all that kind of stuff, and made sure I was present. And then when this young lady left, my mum went, "Do you want to be the father of a child when you're that young? No, keep it in your pants." <laughs> and that pretty much started off the keep it in your pants. There you go. What she didn't realise is that was starting around about fourteen, fifteen. I generally didn't start thinking of girls that way for at least <laughs> another three years. <laughs> well, speaking of um, things that are long, hard, mm. go wonderfully in the mouth and are normally wrapped, mm. <laughs> Polly Waffles are coming back. Oh, shit, son, Polly Waffles. Yeah, Polly Waffles. Now, look, I do like the Polly Waffle. Do you now? Yeah, for those, who don't, for those who don't know the Polly Waffle, uh, and you should, mm. shame on you if you don't. Uh, they're basically, uh, they're probably the size of a, a violet crumble. Mm. They're round, cylindrical. Small dildo. Uh, covered in chocolate, and it's a marshmallow center. And I believe underneath mm. the chocolate, there's a little bit of a crusty exterior that leads to the marshmallow. Isn't it like a waffle? Isn't it like the the stuff that... Um... Like Kit Kat or something? Yeah, but thinner. Probably. Like a thinner version of that Kit Kat, whatever that crunch is. Mm. And it's then nice. Just, it's good. I like them. And when they disappeared, it was like Australians just all let out this groan of uh, dissatisfaction. Well, well, yeah, but the problem was, obviously, we weren't consuming enough of them for them right. to continue well, this to This is make a them. problem. That's a little bit like how people say, oh, that shop didn't last for long. Did you spend any money there? Fucking no. Well, that's why it isn't there. Exactly. Well, Polly Waffles. They're not there anymore. When was the last time we had one? Oh, 1987. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Fuck. Yeah. I like your nostalgia, but it's not keeping your business alive. Exactly right. So, look, when Polly Waffles come back... Make sure you eat them. Actually, you know what it is? And here's the thing, right? And this is I see this happen. People get there and go, oh, this shop's not there anymore, or that shop's not there anymore. And it's like, okay, once again, when when was the last time you used that shop? Yep. Oh, it was back with XX. 
so how do you get this product or this service? I go online. Okay, that's really great that you're getting a discount because you're shopping online and it's more convenient. Yeah. But the mum and pup or mum and pa shops or the small businesses that are providing you with that service, yes, they are more expensive. But you know what? They're also providing you something locally that you can go in, pick it up, and it's job done. Yep. And also, if you have any kind of a problem, you can take it back to that place as well. Exactly. And then they all go the way of Dick Smith, really, because mm. Dick Smith died because of online shopping. As and- an interesting thing with online shopping, um, I found out this stat the other day, which surprised me. Mm. Um, what do you think the percentage in 2018 mm. of online, sh- oh, sorry, of retail that mm. was online was? So all the, the money cost- spent on retail throughout yes. 2018. Yes. What percentage do you think was online shopping? Fuck, that's a big question. It was an interesting question. It's got to be over half. 6%. Shut the front door and back the truck 6% up. 6% is the total spent on retail shopping online in 2018 in Australia. Oh, uh, because you, what I hadn't factored in, would, was groceries also considered that? I don't know when I actually asked that same question. Mm. But I believe it would be because that's still purchasing online. And I assume it would be counted as retail. I mean, a supermarket is retail. One would think so. I, yeah. know, I, only, I only know one person who does their shopping online. Yep. Um. And the mobility challenged. Although I know a few people that do it only because they've got kids and it means if they go to the supermarket, it's a nightmare. It can be a very difficult... And they also <laughs> normally end up spending more money. Yes. If you jump on and you only get what's on your list, bam, you don't get caught up by the polywaffles near the ca- the counter as you That is pay. true. But you don't always get the specials. Ah. Because, well, okay. Sneaky and tricky. Well, I think you might get it if you select an item of that particular quantity... Like you might get 100 grams of XYZ. That's what you want to buy online. No mm-hmm. worries. What you don't realize because you're shopping online is that 200 grams of that same product is the same price as 100 grams. Ah, Whereas if you were walking down the aisle, you, compare. you would see the 100 gram pack, the 200 gram pack and go, well, hang on. This week they're on the same price. I'll get the 200 gram and skip it next week. Sneaky little supermarkets. Well, how are they supposed to show you everything in store? Like, oh, they should work it out. Well, I think you can. <laughs> I think you might be able to. You might be able to type it up, and it'll show you X, Y, Z product and all the different quantities. But if you know exactly what you want, you just fill in your order. And some people just do a repeat order. Just right. I want this. They know what they get every week, and then they probably it. then grab their oh, it's a shopping bag from the butchery close by, and they just have, they know what they get and say, "Woolies or girls, hmm. bang done." Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I think that's where it is. But mind you, I have been quite impressed being a parent that both the supermarket chains, and I think Coles might have started it. Actually, you know who fucking started it? The individual privately owned IGA type supermarkets. They yep. started it um, where you can go in there and they have fruit free for the kids. Ah, oh, yes, I have seen that. So you walk in and then there's three little buckets and those buckets have got a banana, an apple, and whatever's in season. Yep. And your kid can pick up one of those because it's a healthy snack. And that's what they eat. Smart move. Fucking oath, it's so good. Mm. Because otherwise, everyone was always going to the fresh fruit anyway and giving the kid one and going, yeah, oh, it's a bit sneaky. Yeah, exactly. Don't let anyone see you. Exactly. Well, why are you, t- why are you trying to not teach your kids to steal while showing them how to steal? Well, fruit doesn't count. Well, fruit doesn't count. <laughs> but the supermarket never saw it as stealing. Like yeah. it's you're sampling the good, and if it's one apple, and you shut that kid up, and you spend an extra ten minutes in this store, we're going to make the six cents that that apple cost us. You know the disadvantage of doing online shopping when it comes to a supermarket. Mm, tell you me. don't get to walk around the supermarket and have those flirty little eye crosses of people that are walking up the aisle. I don't get that. Here a little while back, I did a blog post on my author's page, and it was about that. I, and I remember at the time I was single at the time, so mm. we're going what back over three years ago. Yep, um, but I remember saying that. The supermarket now for someone that's over the age of, say, 30 mm-hmm. is the prime place to pick up. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, a lot of the time, mm. um, we can learn a lot about a person by what they shop with too. Here's of the course. Thing. So um, a lot of the time, uh, ladies yes. will either shop by themselves mm-hmm. or if they're single, they don't feel threatened in the supermarket. It's not like going to a club. Unless, of course, it's you or I are there. <laughs> and and you, you're basically just like sniffing their, their trolley. And you're um, peering around the corner going, hello. hello. What's, um, what's in the basket? But it's what's in the basket? What's it's in the environment. Basket? Yeah, that's not weird. Hmm. Not threatening at all. So Fair it's enough. a great place to actually meet people. I mean, you can you can easily say, and I've done it before, just casually, say a casual hello to someone in the supermarket. 
would that have been creepy? Yeah, but aren't you defeating the purpose of why the person's there in the first place so they don't get hit on by strange men? But how do you know they're not there for that? Oh. Oh, exactly right. Do you have to go down a certain aisle with like- At a certain time. At a certain time. a certain product. Or is that what it is? You buy a certain product, like, you know. Maybe. Maybe it's simple. Maybe if uh, a nice, attractive young lady mm. is in the supermarket shopping mm. and picks up a certain product. Yes. And walks up to you. Yes. And that product is condoms. And lube. <laughs> and lube. Uh, maybe that's enough of a hint to go, she might be interested. Especially if she says, do you know how to use these? Yeah. Can you show me? <laughs> Speaking of bananas. Yes. Um, Korean store okay. last year. <laughs> We're going to flip from Woolies and Coles and local supermarkets. Yes. And online shopping to a Korean store. Mm-hmm. Six packs of bananas, right? What a great thing to bring out a six pack of bananas. A six pack of bananas. Yep, six pack of bananas wrapped up in a nice little plastic container, not environmentally Fuck. friendly. Oh, but I hate that. They've come up with something fucking ingenious, Joe. Right. Each banana yes. is a different age. So you pick the banana at the front that's ripe, and then by the time you get to the last banana, it's at the perfect ripeness. How the fuck do they do that? So they do it from yellow to different shades of yellow till it gets to green at the end. Oh, so they sell them, they break them up a, individually. It's in a pack. And then they put them in a six pack. Yeah. Oh, that's thinking. It is actually really impressive. It seems like a lot more work than what you need for bananas, but- I don't think you're paying clever. retail Coles prices for that, though. Probably not, be getting less wastage, so they're probably going there. Well, you're getting the plastic. Oh, no, not wastage, and that is in wastage, and you're not throwing the fruit out. Who gives a fuck about the turtle that gets his head wrapped up in a bit of plastic? I mean, does anyone really care about that thing? Yep. I said that live in a podcast, didn't you I? You did. I don't actually mean that. No. no. Um, <laughs> not endorsed by the South Road Boys. <laughs> but my problem is I don't I don't see bananas go to waste in our house. Never happens. Bananas so go. we will buy a bunch of bananas and we will wait until they're ripe. And if you don't have ripe bananas, you can put them in the fruit bowl with an avocado. And apparently avocados speed up the ripening process. Really? Top tips, South Road boys. Wow. Yeah. So you give a banana a snuggle with an avocado. Bang. Ready to go. Gets them in the mood. Good to go. And then once- I try that one myself. <laughs> Just go to bed with an avocado. Mmm. Not weird. <laughs> so you could wake up in the morning and find you've smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> On toast. That's where smashed ammo come from. Smashed ammo. <laughs> Can't See remember. that ever I was with last night? Yeah. And smashed, smashed it. it. Can't remember doing it, but I'll tell you what, there's a bit of a mess in the bed. Exactly. <laughs> avocado dreams. <laughs> I got out a bit of the old lime, avocado and lime, whoop, whoop, get that salsa on. <laughs> um, no, and then anything that's like, if once they get past the point where the kids go, well, there's too many brown spots because they really don't like mushy brown spot bananas. Yeah. My wife is very clever and then she'll just bang out a banana bread. So that's smart. See, I must admit, I do like a firm banana. <laughs> of course you do. Not a, not, a, not a crunchy banana. No. And not a real soft banana, but a firm, firm banana. banana. <laughs> <laughs> Try to actually be serious on this. I know you um, are. Yeah, firm banana. I like it. Oh, fair enough. That's how I like my banana. Z- Z- I was always, growing up as a kid, um, such a healthy snack, a banana sandwich, which sounds really healthy, except it was always on extremely white bread. With a generous sprinkling of sugar. <laughs> it does take a little bit of the health out of it. Yeah. And no wonder I've got a Coke addiction right now. You know, <laughs> that's cola, not whipper. Uh, speaking of food, everything's, mm. this is amazing. It's like I've scripted this. Everything's just running into itself beautifully, like a, a bunch of Volvo drivers on the highway <laughs> that don't know where the fucking brake is. It's beautiful. So we. As in you and I. The royal we. We went for a, a little bit of a trip for this podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. We decided we had a little bit of the hungries on. Pre-podcast. Mm, food. Foodage. Run. Mm. We decided to go, a healthy option. Yeah. Uh, get a bit of protein. Yes. And go to KFC. International cuisine. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. From southern, s- south of North America. It's great food. Mm. What I found this week, Joe, <laughs> yes. was a KFC price menu mm-hmm. or a poster from, I think it's 1968. Oh, shit, son. Everything would have been through. Yep, 1968. Happening. In right? Australia? Um, yes. Yes, okay. that's right. So, so we would have just gone, how long, I, know, I know the answer to this. Can you remember from podcasts previously how long ago it was that we went to the decimal currency? Oh, geez, I think it was 80. No, sorry. Was it 1968? Oh, think of the song, mate. 
Oh, yeah, but I don't know the song. We on had the 14th of February, 1966. Come on. There you go. I was pretty Fuck close. It, you were. No, you weren't. <laughs> pretty happy. So we're in actually. decimal currency. Right. So you're going to ask me how much things cost? Yeah, pretty much. Excellent. Sounds so like we'll a game. go for a um, <laughs> two-piece feed? Yeah, pretty much. It was called, back in the day, uh, a snack box. Snack right? box, yep. Two pieces of chicken, whipped potato. Oh, whipped potato. Yeah, so obviously it's a potato that doesn't allow, isn't allowed to do anything. Whip. The, the female potato's got him covered. Oh. Whipped uh, potato. Uh, oh, pardon. Gravy. Because mm. gravy was obviously separate back then. <laughs> I don't know. Whipped potato, comma, gravy, mm. and roll. So maybe the, look, maybe the potato was in the gravy. Maybe separate it and make it look like it was more. Um, but anyway, mate, what I'm going to ask mm. is um, snack box, two bits of chicken, mm. potato and gravy, and a roll. What do you think that would cost? No GST, because it was pre-GST. Pre-GST, that's how far back it I'm thinking it's well under $5. It is well under $5. Is it well under $2.50? It actually is well under $2.50. Fuck me. I know, it's going to make you sad. $1.90. Uh, it's well under that. $1.20. Well under that as well. 80 cents. It is 80 cents, Joe. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> 80 cents for two pieces of chicken. Okay, but- Tad on gravy in a roll. But what was the average salary in 1968? Oh, I realise that, that it, it- I reckon if you actually uh, went back and calculated it, I still reckon that will work out pretty cheap. Right. But, okay. Here's what the thing though, right? We'll, we'll jump straight into it, right? I'm not going to go on this one for too long because it'll just get boring after a while. Um, one thing I am surprised with, there is a, a fruit salad option. Oh, Way salad. before their time. Yummy, yummy. Uh, and I don't know what the size is. It was 49 cents. I'm not going to try and trick you on that one because I can't give you the diameters of the container. 49 cents. But I will say, we're not going to do a bucket of chicken, right? A bucket of chicken will be 15 pieces. Mm. Gravy and five rolls, right? We're going to go straight up to a barrel of chicken. Have you even heard of a barrel? <laughs> Bring back the barrel. Hashtag Roll that. Roll out the barrel. 21 pieces of KFC Fuck. deliciousness, mate. A barrel of chicken for 21 pieces. That's you and- How much do you reckon that is worth in 1960? That's what, you and five of your mates at the Big Bash. A barrel of chicken. that You're not wearing that as a hat. You're actually wearing that as a, a proper- An entire costume. A costume. <laughs> That's your cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> So in the sixties, mate, a barrel of chicken, twenty-one pieces of chicken, twenty-one pieces of chicken. I'm gonna go five dollars sixty. You know what? You're pretty close. Five dollars twenty. Fuck. Nice. And you could get a bucket of chicken for fifteen pieces for three ninety-five. Three ninety-five. Three ninety-five. Hmm. Um. I have done, though. They said 21 pieces for five bucks, Joe. A little bit of research, though. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah? okay. I have done a little bit of research yep. in the nanosecond that it's yeah, taken. Unusual for us to research. Okay. Yeah. The average wage between 1965 1966, so mm-hmm. a couple of years earlier, was $57. Okay. Which was around $740 in today's money. So, oh, and of course, women were only 30% less. Of course they were. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I wouldn't have laughed after that. <laughs> but it did. was a different time. Well, it was a different time. Mm. Yes. Where the oh, men just... were short and so were the skirts. <laughs> <laughs> and there were no cancer. No, no cancer. Cancer wasn't there. Didn't exist. I just think it's great that we uh, lived in a time, or we didn't, but there was a time when there was no cancer. It, it, Smoke as much as you want. Doesn't matter. Have double. <sighs> Go doctors recommend these ones there. Even the doctors recommended it must be fine. Smooth. Exactly. Good for your throat. Oh, beautiful. I was watching something, though, about the, uh, I think it, it might be Mad Men. Is that the one? Where Mad the Men, is, the, is that the advertising TV's, one? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. And it said about the time that they realized they could no longer say that doctors recommended a certain brand of cigarettes. So they were the ones that they, they spoke about the, the company that came up with just camel, toasted the way you like it. Oh, okay. Still makes people feel good, but you're not making lies up. The- yeah, I love a toasted camel. I love a toasted They're delicious. You know one thing I've always wondered? What? How heavy mm. is that straw that broke that camel's back? Mm. Must be a heavy straw <laughs> or a piss-weak camel. Or how much weight had to be on there for that to be the last thing? Like that, how much pain was that camel in? To get to the point where their back was just about to break. And there's one straw that just And does one it. straw that does it. Yeah. Like it would have been. I wonder incredible. how far the camel went. For, they're probably gone from, say, here to Launceston. 
Mm. I go, I'm going to get to Hobart. Mm. Surely we can put one more straw on. Nope. Put the straw on. The camel just sinks in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the hump deflates. It's de-humped. <laughs> <laughs> just, but I, oh, and the cruel bastard that had to work it out. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm, poor camel. Did you frame it? Like, is that what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I've always know. wondered that. Yeah. I know why Rolling Stone gathers no moss. That's easy. But I've always wondered about the straw. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there anything else you got? I mean, I've actually got lots of other things, but um, what's going on in your life? I've talked a fair bit oh, today. Fucking uh, one of the joys that. Oh, yesterday we <laughs> oh. made new friends. We made new friends. New friends, yeah. New friends who invited us up to their place. I now, felt sorry for you. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> all right. Um, and they have uh, six kids. So whoa, yeah, no TV. Yeah, um, six kids under ten or a small TV. <laughs> Very small TV. No electric blanket. Um, <laughs> and they have a property. I think they've got twenty-five acres. Yep. So that's quite sizable. Well, they're getting culty, so it makes sense. <laughs> exactly. One of us. One of us. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, I don't think it's quite David Koresh, drink the Kool-Aid, Waco, Texas sort of thing, but... Um, and he was getting some work done. Um, I think he's got some fields that, you know, they run whatever plants and shit. Not, not a nose job or breast augmentation. Not Doubtful. that kind of work. Okay. Doubtful. And they got this digger. To, he goes, oh, mate, can you just dig us a trench? Like, not deep, just probably 500 mil. Deep? Not even, probably 200 mil. Yep. But can you make it go from the top of this hill to the bottom of this hill? 25 metres. And I, all right, no worries. <laughs> so he does. And then he goes and gets something very similar to, um, oh, it's just a spongy sponge. A spongy, <laughs> spongy sponge. A spongy mat. A spongy yep, mat that's probably about a centimetre thick, mm-hmm. but it's black. So he puts that down, and then on top of that, he puts black plastic. At the top of the hill is a water tank and a kid. And some dishwashing dishwashing liquid. So all the kids were in wetsuits yesterday and he was just dousing them in dishwashing liquid that he got from shiploads or wherever, the cheapest thing you could possibly find. Put the tank on and these kids were going... Unfortunately, when the digger got to the bottom, there must have been a rock or something because it chicanes a little bit. Oh, it was a bit of a hit to the hip. Oh, the hip. My son's got a bruise on the side of his arm (laughs) that goes with the cut. And the guy who was there went, no, it's just, it's a souvenir so you can remember the time you had. (laughs) Oh, I love those souvenirs. But we need to say (laughs) age-appropriate bruising. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, dear. It does sound like fun, though. It does sound like fun. And we did have, uh, you and I caught up, was it last night? No. Uh, Last no, night? Sunday, no, Saturday night. Saturday night, briefly. Saturday night, uh, caught up with you and the houses. And when I got there, everyone had had a couple. Yeah, we had a few. And that's always it's a, a joy. Day. It's a lovely thing. Barbecue. Because I'm a non-drinker. You are. And so when you rock up somewhere and people had been drinking since lunch. Yep, and we you, had. <laughs> and, and you get there, you know, 9.30 at night. It's just like an episode of Welcome Back, Cotter. It's just like, Joe! <laughs> I get why you do it now. Yeah. Because it always makes you feel popular and loved. It does. It makes you feel awesome. Like, people come out of the house and they want to give you a kiss. Ah, Neighbours are jumping the fence going, Joe! Joe! So, it was awesome. Um, And that was lovely to have a chat to them, especially about James's handiwork. Um, And I'm really happy that he agreed. To, to help build my shed um, and do all the pallet work. <laughs> For those who don't know, James actually covered uh, basically two walls of his shed with pallet board mm. um, and didn't do it the easy way. It's all in different sizing, different widths, different lengths and cut little bits in here and there. And yeah, he didn't try and find the piece that fit. He just no. went, this is the piece in my hand. It'll do. I'll cut it to fit. Yep. And, and that's what he did. And look, when he started, it was a great idea. Halfway Fantastic through, we thought, idea. what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. But he finished it. And it looks pretty schmick. It does look very, very good. Mm. I think, though, that when, if I do, when by I, I mean James, does <laughs> mine, <laughs> um, I think that I will, he will, um, probably go with, let's find a board that fits, let's not cut every single board so it fits. Because I think <laughs> that's probably what's been his undoing. Took a long time. Yeah, but it looks great. It does look great. Looks great couple of things I'd change, like three or four boards. But, you know, that's just me being picky. Just <laughs> <laughs> three or four boards. Just three or four boards. I'd go, oh, I wouldn't have put that there. But, you know. Uh, did you me. um? Did you park out the front when you 
when you went to the houses place? When, when we say the houses, by the way, we don't say random houses. <laughs> their surname is House. So. Mm. Yeah, so. And it wasn't just a house party. It really was a house party. It was, it was a house party. Uh, yes, no, I did. Parked at the front. Did you, okay. Mm. Um, do you ever sometimes park your car and just forget where you park it? Not often, but I'm, sounds okay. like you're leading towards something. <laughs> Would I be making a segue, Joe? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Two uh, wheels. Of course you're making <laughs> a segue. <laughs> um, at a Spanish airport. Hola. Uh, someone's parked a plane on the oh, tarmac. Yes. Ten years ago. Right. It's been there ever since. They don't know whose it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know how you park a plane somewhere, go and do your shopping. Yes. And then forget where you parked it. Abandon the plane. Abandon the plane. Well, look, this is worth uh, a few million dollars, this oh, plane. Oh, not a little s- single no, prop Cessna. No, we are talking a, a proper plane, a jet. Oh, like a big like old a, jet airliner. It's a uh, Boeing seven four something. It's um, it's a it's a McDonnell Douglas MD eighty seven. Right, Who the fuck knows what that is. Not me. Uh, but it's it's not like a full on huge big jumbo. How many is it seat? It's a it's a private jet, but it's not just a little baby. Yeah. Um. There's there's one similar that sells for about five mil. Fuck. So so second hand, not just a baby. You could probably pick one up for a mil. Oh, geez. Well, you could now because if no one claims it, they're going to sell it off for either or probably scrap. Well, it's, it's probably been there that long. Everything seized up. Yep. Ten Every, years ago. Ten years Just ago. parked it, forgot where they put it. I reckon it's drugs. You reckon it's drugs? Whereabouts was it? Uh, Spain. Oh, it's a Spanish airport. Hola, yes. Yep. <gasps> Do you reckon it was Scacy? Scacy, you reckon? He's flown it over there, got out, died, and then no one's realised. I don't know, but it's been there for... Ages. For those people who don't know who Scacy is, you're not old. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Like, that was a private plane. Yes. Uh, in Malaysia. Yes. <laughs> at, uh, at KL, the airport. Yes. They've got three Boeing 747s. Right. That were abandoned at different times. And they were left untouched for over a year. A year? Well, one would imagine <laughs> they've got a VIN number. Who owns them? <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't the big fucking you know Malaysian Air written on the side of the plane be the giveaway? I don't know. Like I understand if it's a private plane, but surely yeah. there's a VIN number or a rego sticker or something. You would think so. Or yeah. at the very least, you know, you put your business card on the dash. Like if I, you're parking somewhere that you know that someone's need to get in, you write your phone number down and put it on the dash. They give you a call, move your car. All right, done. This is true. I mean, the one thing I'm curious about is that I wonder through all the searching and all the rest, mm. whether any of these people looking for a Malaysian Airlines plane from not long ago, mm. or a couple of years, probably three years back, four years back. Just looked at airports um, around the world. Just look at airports around the world. We've looked on, on land. Yes. We've looked in the sea. Under the sea. Under or, the sea. Under the, the sea. sea <laughs> um, did they think to just maybe look at a, an airport? An they, airport. Shit, they landed there, forgot where they were, and just wandered off. Well, just do a ring round, or just a, a, a mass round. email to all airports at the earth. Has anyone um, seen this? Has it? <laughs> Send us a picture of any planes that you can't account for. Like if this is if you've got a plane on your airport and you don't know who it belongs to, can you send us a picture? Maybe even get one of those A4 sheets with a photo of the plane and put it on all the power bars. Yeah. And then have the little snippets underneath where you rip the part off. Oh if found, if found ring this number. Call that number. Yeah. Perfect. I think that could work really well. I've worked at an airport though. So I cause there's a thing, and you may not know about it, it's very random. Like most airports have a building in the middle of the airport that's quite high and they call it a tower. Really? (laughs) True story. And they've got people in that tower whose job it is to know which aeroplanes are coming and going. Wow, it sounds like a tough job. Where it came from, where it's going to. So someone, like if this is a, like Spain's a first world country. It's, I mean, sure they speak Spanish, but you know, it's a lovely part of the world. I would be hoping that someone would go, yeah, yes, they. Maybe they're an English pilot, mm. and once they walked away from the plane, couldn't understand Spanish and couldn't mm. make their way back. Mm. They're still there somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I hear you, but one more thing. Maybe they needed to speak plain English. Oh, there you go. And <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that funny. It wasn't. But the universe, like airlines or air, the air industry, aviation industry, fuck, there's the word, right. aviation mm-hmm. industry, uh, English is the universal language. 
There you go. So no matter where you're landing in the world, no matter where you're flying to, everyone speaks English. Okay. And they have the one alphabet, so the Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta. I suppose that. that saves any confusion, doesn't it? In an instant moment, it's just all one language. Correct, because everyone, because we're such an international world now, you know, it's not like you're in your own country and that's it. Like you are flying internationally, so here is the standard. It's yep. like with medicine. So this is one of the things that I quite like watching American medical shows because they're inches and feet, except when they're talking medicine and they say the word millimeter. <laughs> and just to see an American try and get around the word millimeter, 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 <laughs> cracks me up every Doesn't time. Work. I don't know why. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they all speak English. So I would think that the I didn't know what Jose was talking about. That's not going to fly. No, I reckon. Not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's impressive. So, yeah, that lost, was pun unbelievable. Lost planes. Lost planes. Um, which leads me to my other little topic I had. Hang on. Surely there'd be a website, lostplanes.com. Surely. Where you go on, I've lost my plane. Oh, maybe it's an app, like find my phone, find my plane. <laughs> <laughs> find my plane app. Which would oh. have helped the Malaysian Airlines. Is it still too early? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, geez, I rebranded Lion Air not long ago, so. True. But the problem is the batteries run out and you can't ping it anymore. (laughs) I mean, you could, you can make it go to play all sound. Like, you know, when you lose your phone and you walk around the house and you just ring it. But when the battery's done, you can't. Or if it's underwater. And it's probably flat now. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of lost things, um, Lost Boys, mate. Oh, they're looking at bringing out a TV series for Lost Boys. Ooh, which with, with only one Corey because the other one passed away. Well, I don't reckon they're actually looking at actually having any of the originals. Um, I'm thinking that it's going to be a complete reboot. because um, it is an old movie now, Eddie, and but it's a brilliant film. Always has been. I believe it still holds up. I still do. Yeah, it's a great film. I can and watch I it now and really enjoy it. I think you could get Kiefer Sutherland. To come back and play the grandfather. Yeah, look, even if they change the story around, I think Keith has still got enough um, charisma or, to yeah. actually play a lead vamp. Well, he could play the the head vamp. You know how? Oh, that's right. Because oh, spoilers, so, <laughs> spoilers from nineteen eighty two. An actual vamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't the grandfather. No, it was the it was the wife's boyfriend. Yeah, the wife's boyfriend. No, yeah. the, the the two roles that I think he could play. Right. He could either come back and play the grandfather, who says, you know, they're all fucking crazy, they're going to kill you. <laughs> yep. Or he could play the wife's boyfriend. Because he's obviously a couple of years older than what he was back in the day. Yep. Um. Yeah. And well, actually, you could get him to come back and play the wife's boyfriend, and you could get the Corey that's still alive to play the grandfather. Which is Corey Feldman. No, Corey Hayman. Hayman. Yeah. I can't remember. Corey Feldman, Corey, Corey Hayman. Mm. No, it's Corey Feldman still alive. Because he's okay. gonna be cray cray. He's, he's launched yeah, a music career and I don't think things were great. No. Did have a very, very bad childhood though, through the movie industry from yeah, everything I've read. I think it wasn't pleasant, but no. I think it's had a little bit of a uh, a mental baggage issue. Well I think that's why the other Corey I think OD'd? Uh, or yeah, took his own no, life? I think he OD'd, but I think that was also after there was an incident as well. Oh, I think there was more than Which, one. But I think there was one that maybe yeah. topped it off towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, Not yeah, our story. But Lost Boys TV series, I must admit, Lost Boys, one of the things I loved about the movie, Kiefer was great. The Corys were great. Yes. But Jamie Gertz mm. had a bit of a crush on her as a teenager. Who didn't? Yeah, she was cute. But that was pretty much us with most of the girls in the 80s films. Oh, look, I had a crush on everyone. Um, I was trying to think. What, the, what was that show with the three old women? <laughs> <laughs> you know the comedy show? You had the, Golden the, Girls. Golden Girls, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being yeah. a friend. To be honest, at that time, I, I probably would have got back excited again. by that. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know, the, you know the mother out of the Golden Girls? You know how there was the three ladies living? There was Blanche, yeah, Do- Dolores or Gee, Doris. I remember the names, Blanche, Blanche Devereaux. I remember Blanche. De- I wouldn't have picked it up myself, though, but I remember it. Yeah. And then there was... Doris or Dolores, that might have even been the actress's name. Okay. And Betty, Betty White, she played one of the- Really? Yeah, yeah, you know how- She's been in every show. Fucking know she has. She's, She's actually been on TV since TV started. Yes. <laughs> well, I think at the time, Betty was the oldest cast member and the grandmother was not. Like the one who played Doris's or Dolores's mum, okay. I think she was like not the oldest, but in the actual show, she portrayed to be the mum. Okay. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I've, I think I've done okay, nearly naming all the people. But <laughs> I can. I, I also know the theme song. Oh, really? That <laughs> Thank doesn't you for surprise being me. A friend, travel down the road and back again. Anyway, my heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. But if we threw a party and invited everyone we knew, you would see the biggest gift from we would, would be wow. from me, and the card attached would say. Thank you for being a friend. Incredible. There you go. Um, strangely enough, Rody, so I did bring up an idea that we're going to do a little bit of Facebook Live during the podcast. Live? Sammy, which we decided not to. We might just put it off for another week. But I wish we had now so you could have seen Joe's little dance. He was doing my <laughs> that song. Do a little dance. There was uh, nothing masculine. about that's the exact dance you'd expect an overweight, red-headed white man <laughs> <laughs> to dance to. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasant. Oh. <laughs> it's been lots happening, mate. Lots, lots happening this week. It it. It has been. I've got. Um, I'm off to Melbourne again this weekend. Oh, so will anyone... there be any catastrophes this weekend? I oh, certainly hope not. But you know, it always makes the day go quicker. Ripping up or yeah. smashings of windows or so, knocking of doors. Exactly. So if anyone is in Melbourne over this weekend and they are fancying themselves some solidly very good Vietnamese food, get yourself to Springvale on Sunday. Oh, yum. Ah, actually, scratch that. By the time <laughs> you hear this. That was yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You missed it. Sucked in. <laughs> so if you were at Springvale yesterday and you said hello, good to see you. If you weren't, oh, you missed a great day <laughs> or a shit day, <laughs> depending on how it turns out. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, good timey luck wimey. Yeah. That's, look, it'd be one of those things where we'd love to be able to do this live. So you did it live, like a Facebook live, mm. except it's audio live. Mm. So record it, it goes straight on there. And to be honest, we are so fucking amazing mm. <laughs> that we could do that. But I don't think the tech is probably there for us to do that. No, the tech's there. Is it? Oh, I don't think we could broadcast live, but we could certainly, if we got our shit together, like if we, <laughs> yeah. like if we got organised, like if we wanted to do that today, right, we would finish this and then straight away edit yep. and we could have, I guarantee you that if we could be asked... We could have this. Lo- we could have this online within two and a half, three hours. True, but you know there is, as we discussed previously, and the roadies probably wouldn't know this one, but mm. there's a reason why we do it a week later. Yes, that way, if for some reason, we can't get together. Yes, on the desired night, mm. um, it allows us a little bit of space to get there together still, because we don't want to not release every Monday. Correct. That is our. We like consistency. We, when we first hope. started, we actually said that <laughs> we would not let the roadies down, and we'll be there. Every week. Except for, for the times you. that we did let them down. and Which was very rare. Missing tapes. <laughs> yeah, the missing tapes were at the start, but True. I, I can forget the first few times you have sex when it's bad. Mm. Later on when it's bad. You're you not getting forgiven. That. No. You're forgiven, but not forgotten. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're not starting to sing again. No, we won't. No, we, we won't. Um, what else uh, is going on? Uh, what else have we had? Oh, actually, I do have a great story. Oh, This is a, actually a really, really cool story. Mm-hmm. And it takes us back, Joe, back to the lovely year of 1935. <laughs> I love that we're bringing up current relevant information. That's so awesome. 1935. Between the wars? Oh, yeah. Would be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm setting the scene. Mm. The little Adolf right, was- Do you want to do, do your little- um, you know, 1935. Uh, yeah, to remember. Okay. So, in 1935, a shark on display in an aquarium- in Australia, mm. vomited up a human arm. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> how good is that? <sighs> how uh, long had he been? How long had Bruce been there? <laughs> Bruce. Should, um, if we go back, Bruce was the name of the shark in Jaws, wasn't it? Yes, that yes, was the name right. that they gave to him. And then, and that's why in Finding Nemo, to pay homage, 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 homage to Bruce from Jaws, they called the big shark. Have you watched Finding Nemo? I actually have seen yeah. that. So one. the big yeah. shark is called Bruce. Right. You know, because fish are friends, not food. <laughs> so a uh, 14 foot tiger shark was caught yes. in mid April 1935. Okay. 1935. <laughs> um, in Sydney, by a local fisherman named Bert. Bertie. Very oh, much fuck. a 1935 name. I wanted to call my son Bert. I do now. Maybe I'll go home and change his name. <laughs> and the funny thing is he didn't even actually catch it himself. Um, he got caught up in the line while he was catching a smaller shark. Hmm. So, you know, it's actually good fun. So they brought it in yep. and they've actually brought it to the aquarium. Uh, why? I don't know. It was 1935. Maybe that's what you did back then. Fuck maybe, it, no, maybe it was... Flake wasn't invented. No, they were eating fish then. Maybe it was just a damn cool shark and maybe they thought, geez, an aquarium could use a shark. Or... 
maybe it was more tiger than shark. Well, maybe <laughs> it was a hybrid. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that it wasn't just; it was actually the Kugi Aquarium and swimming baths, or Kugi, <laughs> Kugi, yes, Kugi, 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 Kugi. No, Kugi, Kugi, Kugi baths. Right. So I think that's co- actually where Harold Holt used to swim. Used to swim, I yeah. I think that's where the Harold Holt Memorial Swimming right, Pool so is. So that's before the submarine took him away? I think so, yeah, right, Coogee. Cool. So Coogee Aquarium and Swimming Bars. Yes. That's not the place you normally want to put a shark. No. You want to make sure you put it in the right area. Yeah, you don't not want to put it in the lap in the pool. Aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, here we go. So what I didn't realise is it was actually run by Bert's brother. That's of course, why. Right. So it would have been a business venture. You didn't oh, read yeah. the article, did you, before well, I did you read it a bit, but I missed that a little bit. So anyway, so it um, it was behaving a little bit weird and mm-hmm. irritable, which is understandable. <laughs> You've gone from a really big pool yes. and suddenly in a little bowl, yes. much, if you're a shark. Um, and it kept ramming into the walls and look, what the fuck's going on, shark? Mm-hmm. And obviously they would have brought someone in for therapy. Mm-hmm. So shark, what's up? Yeah, shark whisperer. And, and shark just, just still in little circles, just yes. bored. And finally, started vomiting. Mm. Now, shark vomiting, I don't think it would be a pleasant experience. But see, here's the thing. It's I've got something in my head, like a cat trying to get rid of a furball, but a shark doing it, or tiger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's no sound. No, because underwater, no one can hear you scream. It's like space. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you hear underwater is, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even hear that till he gets to the top. Exactly. <laughs> so old shark, mate. He's uh, he's done a bit of a. Bit of a spew. Mm-hmm. All this brown froth and craps come out. Yeah, well, it's not yeah, really pretty. And it's a like nice, a trail. beautiful, crisp aquarium. Yes. <laughs> it's like someone's actually done a bit of diarrhea. Oh. That bit brown. Yes. Uh, so out of his mouth, right, mm-hmm. comes a bird. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you, you expect that. A rat. Okay, water rats, yep. Heaps of kind of crap. Yes. Uh, and, and a human arm <laughs> with a piece of rope tied around it floated to the surface. A human arm with a piece of rope, rope around it. Do you reckon there was a hook on the other end of it? <laughs> no, there wasn't. So basically, so what's happened here, they've worked out. Um, old mate Shark mm. hasn't killed anyone. No. Old mate Shark has ended up having a bit of a nibble mm. on someone that did the wrong thing <gasps> by the underground in uh, Sydney oh, in Oh, the underbelly. Mm. So someone had been given a pair of concrete slippers. Pretty much. And was found in the bottom and trussed up like a Christmas yep. ham. What are the odds, right? You're thinking, how did they, re- actually in 1935, how did they find out who this person was by an arm? I mean, wow. this, is, this is a long way back. Oh, CSI. <laughs> and not only that, I mean, you would think that the skin might have been a little bit, I don't know. Wrinkly? Wrinkly. CSI Bondi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you believe, mate? There was a tattoo on the arm. Of course there of was. Of course there was. It's, <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> Uh, so someone came forward and they worked out that uh, it was basically it was a boxer, um, and the two boxers have been squaring off, mm-hmm. and uh, basically it was brothers. Uh, one of them was a bookie as well, oh, and the fix was in. just went bad. Old mate went missing. Yep. Shark had a bit of a munch. Oh. Shark got captured accidentally while trying to catch another shark. Yes. Shark gets put in the aquarium. Yes. Shark feels like he's got a bit of a bellyache. Shark throws up an arm. Yes. And then the poor bastard who killed the person with the arm got nabbed. Cost of a tattoo on a shark that got randomly caught. Boom. Mother trucker. <laughs> and the thing is, they put the shark in the next tank. With other people, because he was armless. <laughs> <He's> armless. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was a classic story. Imagine that. It's nearly you can make a comedy out of it. Imagine the poor bastard sitting in prison. What did you do? I killed a guy. How did you get caught? Well, there was this shark. <laughs> How much time have you got? <laughs> there was a shark. That's shit. Obviously, but funny. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, he could have been great, but he flaked. Mm. So, <laughs> I thought that was a great story. I saw that one. I thought that's an old story, but a goodie. So it was the man Caucasian because that would make him a great white story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying, but it's not that good. Oh, no, I actually like that one. Yeah, no, right. That was good. Oh. Do you right. know what else is good? Going out on a limb. <laughs> thoughtful Troy. Oh, was it time for the thoughtful one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, let's do that then. All right, done. (laughs) 
Welcome to the teachings of Thoughtful Troy. <laughs> this week, we have a question from Liam in California. <laughs> Liam asks, I'm not overly athletic and smart, but I want to be someone who was looked up to and revered like you. What can I do? <laughs> Liam, my large, lethargic listener, let's begin with some honesty. Unless you're able to lift the spirits of millions and bed over a thousand women, you'll never reach my <laughs> level of tantric thoughtfulness. But the great Albert Einstein once said, oh. if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Now, I'm not saying that you're the fish and I'm the tree, but as a lover of over a thousand sexy ladies, I'm definitely well-rooted. <laughs> be you, large lamb. Just be you. Thank you and bless. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason I was expecting a Gallagher gag. <laughs> a Gallagher gag? Liam. Oh, no, Gallagher. I don't okay. know why every time yeah. we hear the name Liam. Yeah, and, and if you are Liam Gallagher and you are have got a brother, Noel, big shout out. <laughs> I hope you're living in a lovely oasis over yeah. there in California. And and the best thing is, look, if you are over in California way, mm. go a little bit further south. You mm. might be able to find a Wonderwall soon. <laughs> <laughs> and on that. Can't be trumped on that one. No, oh, no. fuck, I am Joe. <laughs> I'm Troy. <laughs> and this is just ridiculous. And we are the South Road Boys. Yeah, we certainly are. 